When you think about the stock market, the first thing that comes into your mind is this complicated world of the stock market, where no one seems to clearly understand what's going on. Because whenever things seem to go in the right direction, we end up facing a financial disaster. But unlike everyone else, one gentleman seems to know a secret formula when it comes to investing. Over his life, he continuously made successful investments over and over, and he is considered by many as the greatest investor of all time. He was so good that just by the age of 16, he already made $53,000. It still surprises me how Harvard didn't accept him, they probably regret it now. But that doesn't matter because what we are going to focus in this video is how does Warren Buffett invests? A lot of people out there are eager to invest, but they don't know which companies to pick. So I thought, how about we take a look at the step-by-step -step process of how Warren Buffett picks a stock. He doesn't randomly invest. If you take a look at all the companies he has ever invested, you will realize that they are all interconnected. They have similar traits, similar values, and function in a very similar way. So let's find out why does he prefers one stock over the other? Why does he picks this company over all the other options that he has? Warren Buffett is a long-term investor. He couldn't care less about how the company is going to perform today or tomorrow or even the next year. His primary concern is where the company is going to be 10 years from now or 15 years from now. But it's quite difficult to predict that if the company is too complicated. So he just looks for businesses that are simple and direct. This is the product, these are the customers, and this is why they are going to buy it. You don't have to be a genius to understand their business model. It's so simple that even a little kid would understand it. That's what Buffett loves, because the simpler the business model, the easier it gets to predict if their products are going to stay relevant 10 years from now. The second trait is, will the customer buy the product again and why? And this is remarkably important because if you have the kind of a product that would sell once and then the client wouldn't need it anymore, then your market is limited. A great product is when your client would keep coming back for it every day or every week or even every year. Like bread for example, if you're selling bread, you would expect the exact same products to come back tomorrow or next week over and over and 10 years from now people would still need bread. You might sell it in a different way or in a different form, you might improve its quality, package it fancier, but it's still the same product that people would keep coming back for. And that's what makes iPhone by the way one of the greatest products in history because people kept coming back for it every September even though it's not a necessity like bread. In fact, that's the reason behind the rise of the subscription business model, where businesses would charge you a little fee every month, like Netflix for example, or every year like Amazon Prime, because it's a more sustainable strategy. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to how much value you get for that subscription. 
An average book costs around $15, but if someone would take the best insights from thousands upon thousands of non-fiction books and summarizes them into a 15-minute read or listen for half of the price of the book, that's a subscription worth giving a shot. Fortunately, there is an app that provides that much value for such a little fee. It's called Blinkist. In today's age, it's difficult to sit down and learn, since we're surrounded with so many distractions and social media is just wasting hours upon hours of our time, and you need Blinkist to get the best ideas from the greatest non-fiction books. Now I'm listening to the future of capitalism that was recommended by Bill Gates. It explains why and how exactly capitalism worked, and why we ended up in the society that benefits only the few at the top. By analyzing the past and the present, the author gives his perspective about how capitalism would look like in the future and those who understand it would be able to take advantage out of it. The first 100 people to go to Blinkist.com slash Proactive Thinker are going to get unlimited access for one week to try it out. You will also get 25% off if you want the full membership. But now, let's get back to Warren Buffett. The third component is the brand. People have the tendency to buy from the companies that they feel connected to or familiar. Whose sneakers would you buy? The first ones are from a brand that you have never heard of, and the second ones are good old Nikes. Even if they look fancier, you probably would hesitate to buy them because you simply haven't heard of that brand before. On the other side, you easily recognize Nike. It's a well-established brand, you easily recognize it and they are known for making great sneakers. You might already be wearing a pair of Nike shoes. So what would you choose? And that's why Buffett pays so much attention to how powerful is the brand name before throwing his billions into that company. He understands how big of an influence it's going to have on the consumer's decision. In fact, if the brand is strong enough, consumers would buy almost anything that company produces. Warren Buffett is one of the major investors in Coca-Cola. In fact, he started investing in Coca-Cola back in 1988, and his investments since then have grown by over 16 times. And Coca-Cola is one of the few companies that have all the traits Buffett look at before considering investing. First of all, their business model. It's so simple that anyone would understand it. What do they sell? A drink. Who are their potential customers? pretty much anyone who is thirsty, the entire world. Is it one-time product or their clients would keep coming back for it every now and then? Of course they would keep coming back, some people drink 4 or 5 cans a day. It's a product that satisfies one of our most important needs. And once you get used to it, it's addictive. It's not easy to quit even if it's unhealthy. However, it has a lot of competitors. I mean, the shops are filled with endless numbers of soft drinks. There's so many of them that it seems like there is a new soft drink company emerges every other day. But the Coca-Cola brand is so powerful that out of 20 or 30 options, you easily recognize it. Most people would probably pick Coca-Cola without even thinking. And if it's out of stock, you probably would go to another store instead of choosing one of the 30 other options they have. Think about it, 1.8 billion cans are sold every single day. 
If the company will earn a single penny out of every can that they sell, that's $18 million a day or $6.5 billion a year. But with a, such a powerful brand that they have, they can charge more than a penny for every can. That's why Buffett bought $1 billion of Coca-Cola shares back in 1988. It's his biggest investment. He was confident that 10, 20, or even 30 years from now, this company will keep growing, regardless if the economy will crash or another financial crisis is on the horizon. Let's take a look at another example. In 1989, Warren invested $600 million in Gillette, the company that makes razors. If you give it a closer look, Gillette holds the exact same position in its industry as Coca-Cola does in beverages. Regardless of what happens, people will still shave. And their products are just filling that basic human need. You don't need to have an IQ of 150 to understand why people are buying razors or why they will keep coming back for that product even 10 years from now. But of course, Gillette isn't the only company in its industry. It has a ton of competitors. However, if you ask people to name a razor brand other than Gillette, 90% of people won't be able to do that. Do you see how it perfectly matches with all the requirements that Buffett has? It's a simple product that people would keep buying and it has a strong brand name. The exact same story repeats with C's Candy. In fact, it has been one of his best investments ever. Even though that the company wasn't as profitable as Buffett wanted, it had an extremely strong brand. That made all the difference. Buffett realized that people don't usually buy candies for themselves, but as gifts to others. So people would keep coming back for Christmas, Valentine's Day, birthdays, or whatever. So he acquired the company in 1972 for $25 million, when it was making roughly $4 million in profit. Since then, company's profit increased 20 times over the next 35 years. In 2007, their profit exceeded $82 million. Buffett always stayed out of the tech world, but recently he massively invested in Apple. We live in an age where the technology has become more of a need than a want, and Apple keeps creating the type of tech that people keep coming back for. Apple has an army of fans who update their iPhones every single year. Of course, Apple isn't the only tech company out there, but it definitely has the strongest brand name. Of course, you still have to look at the financial statements of the company, consider all the other factors that will influence the future of the company, and each company has some unique circumstances. But overall, these are the three most important factors to consider when you're thinking where to throw your money in. If you have found this video helpful, give it a thumbs up and let me know if you want to see more similar videos. Thanks for watching and until next time.